Engaging conversation on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, hello, I'm Janet Morana, Executive Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to my program. And of course, there's so much going on right now. Abortion is in the news. I mean, I've been working in the pro-life movement for decades. I always used to say, how are we going to get abortion off the back burner, on the front burner, where people are talking about it? Of course, they're talking about it. Now, why? Because finally, we had a Supreme Court with some sanity. They overturned Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey. They sent the whole thing back to we the people, back to the states. The judicial system got out of being the medical review board. And of course, there's the nation is going crazy. There's those here on the left who they are in love with abortion till birth. They're furious. But, you know, what's the commotion about? Brothers and sisters, there's still plenty of states they can have abortions in till birth. And yet they're not happy with it all. And then the pro-life movement is happy because in many states they want to protect the unborn. They want to help the moms, et cetera, et cetera. And the craziness is, these pro-abort people are now attacking the pregnancy centers, the very places that are giving women real choice. And then we have all the women who've experienced abortion over the 49 years of Roe v. Wade. They have feelings too. Many of them have come to deeply regret that abortion decision. And today on my program, we're going to talk to two such women. We're going to ask them about their abortion experience. We're going to ask them how they feel now about the overturning of Roe. And then you're going to see the exciting thing they're doing to help bring healing to so many women, men, and family members. So joining me today are two ladies that are good friends. One I've known longer than the other. The first is Mary Lee Mason. And she's the director of New Heart of Texas Ministries. And they do fabulous work. They do not one, not two, but three different retreat programs. They do Rachel's Vineyard, founded by Dr. Teresa Burke. They do Grief to Grace, a program for sexual abuse, also founded by Dr. Teresa Burke. And they do Duty to Heal, also founded by Teresa Burke. And that's for post-traumatic stress disorder of first responders in our military. Also assisting uh, Mary Lee is a person I've known for decades, Tracy Reynolds. She is the property manager for New Heart of Texas, and she also has worked with uh, Alan Parker with the Justice Foundation. And she, both of these ladies have abortion stories, and they are doing awesome work in bringing healing to so many women in Texas and beyond. So ladies, welcome to my program. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thank you, Janet. Like- we have known each other for years. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tracy, I'm going to just start with you for a minute um, because, uh, first of all, I'm going to ask you to briefly tell your abortion story, but then I'm going to also ask you, you and I have something in common. We both knew Norma McCorvey and Sandra Kano, right? The Jane Roe of Roe v. Wade and, the, 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 and Sarah was the... Um, of Dovey Bolton, right? Um, the Mary Jo of Dovey Bolton. Yeah. Yeah, yep. exactly. So yeah. We'll start with you, Tracy. Why don't you tell us your abortion story and how you came to regret your decision? Well, I had an abortion years ago. I was in my 20s and I didn't know about pregnancy centers or anything. And I had become pregnant 
And I asked the wrong people for advice. And in my heart, I wanted to have the child, but the circumstances of my pregnancy um, were such that I, I felt guilty about it because it was as a result of adultery. And so I went to a doctor who was also a psychiatrist and he definitely gave me bad advice and said, you're too young, you can't do this, blah, blah, blah. So I actually walked out the first time, but then I ended up listening to um, the wrong advice, including the, the, the man that was involved and had the abortion. I repressed it for years. And then um, a good friend of mine who um, has also been involved with this um, talked to me about Rachel's Vineyard Retreats. And so I actually went through a Rachel's Vineyard retreat in 2004. And then shortly after that, I met Janet and I got involved with the Justice Foundation, where I was then involved in helping them collect testimonies of women hurt by abortion to use in cases, including the, the latest Dobbs case. So my testimony was actually in there as well. That's great. And of course, um, Mary Lee, you also too uh, have an abortion testimony, don't you? I do. I had an abortion in 1980. I was a freshman in college and uh, it was legal. And I didn't know I had any other choices. I didn't know about pregnancy centers. I just knew I wanted to get through college. My plan was to graduate and it wasn't my plan to have a child. Well, since it was legal, I thought it was okay for me. I was told it was just a procedure, just like getting your tooth pulled. So I went to the abortion clinic, it was my choice. And after that abortion, I knew I made the wrong decision. They told me it would be easy, I would come out, but it hurt, it was so painful. And emotionally, something died, not only my baby, I was told it wasn't a baby, but when I walked out of the abortion clinic, my life changed. Um, I tried to numb it. I kept it a secret for 26 years. Wow. And I kept thinking, how could something that hurts so bad be legal? And um, I suffered in silence for 26 years. And then it did bring me to know the Lord and I found Christ. And then I went to a Rachel's Vineyard in 2006. It was so life-changing that my whole world changed. I became a better mother, a better um, wife, and everything changed. And I knew I needed to help others uh, heal from their abortion. And right. so that's basically how I got into the pro-life movement. So now both of you basically, you know, if it wasn't legal, you probably would never have considered an abortion, I'm guessing. No. And, and here's the thing. Now we had the Dobbs case. Roe v. Wade's been overturned. Um, how does that make you feel that, hmm, if it wasn't for Roe v. Wade, I probably would have my child today? Um, let's start with you, Tracy. How do you feel about all that? Well, I'm just grateful that the Supreme Court finally listened to the testimonies of the women because um, I was involved in helping collect those testimonies for years. And, um, and finally, the, the Supreme Court heard us. And to me, I'm just um, grateful that they did. And now looking at encouraging other women that there are other options 
And also if they have had abortions like myself, that there are amazing healing pro programs, including of course, Rachel's Vineyard, which we're gonna be talking about. But um, I am just um, thrilled. And for those that are all upset about it, there's always gonna be states, I believe, that will have abortion um, in their state, but at least they've got more time to think about it, more options like pregnancy centers, adoption. There's so many alternatives for women. And I wish that those alternatives were really spelled out to me at, you know, during my time, but now at least we can be there to help other people. Right. And Mary Lee, what's your thoughts? My thoughts are exactly the same. If I, if, uh, if it was not legal, I would not have had an abortion. Now I may have made an adoption plan, uh, but my, my son would have been alive today. Uh, but I'm, I'm looking forward. I, I do believe abortion will always be legal uh, in some of the states, like Tracy said. But I'm looking at all the women and men who've been hurt by abortion. And it just breaks my heart because we get calls all the time from people with the abortion in the news that they've kept it a secret and they're hurting and they can't stand hearing about it all the time. It brings it up. And so many people don't know that there's healing after an abortion. Right. So now let's talk about the story of New Heart of Texas. Recently, I was very fortunate uh, to get to come there for a little mini retreat with other women and men in ministry, abortion recovery ministry. We had a little like two days, two and a half days of getaway. I have to say the facility is amazing. But Mary Lee, why don't you tell our people how how did this come about? How I mean, because brothers and sisters, you got to see this place. They got three buildings. They have their own uh, cell phone tower. I mean, they run retreats all throughout the year. But how did you get this going? How did how were you able to raise all this money to create this beautiful retreat center where people can recover from abortion and sexual abuse and all that? Well, honestly, when I went through my retreat, um, a family allowed us to use their ranch and it was just beautiful. And that was in central Texas. And I started running these retreats, Rachel's Vineyard in 2006. And I did about eight a year when I first started out. So many people were calling and wanting to go through these retreats. When I moved to Houston in 2009, I started doing the retreats in the Houston area in 2010. And I started working with different churches and pregnancy centers. And I really felt the Lord telling me that I needed to start my own ministry. So we started New Heart of Texas and became a 501c in 2013. And I believe God wanted us to have our own property. We rented different properties and spent so much money in rent each year on retreats that it would help to have our own retreat property. So I started looking back in 2012 for retreat properties wow. and could not find the right one. I had a wonderful uh, realtor who went through our program and received so much healing, she wanted to help us. So she brought me all over Texas looking at property. Finally, this one that we bought became available. We didn't have the money, but I knew with God's help, he would take care of everything. 
we usually have one big fundraiser a year and that we work one year ahead. We know how many retreats we're going to have. Um, and we've been able to raise the money each year from former participants who've received healing. They give back to the ministry. And uh, once we found this property, we actually had our, our yearly gala raised enough money. And then also we were able to get a loan and buy this property. And, wow. it, and in five weeks, we were able to turn it around, furnish it. We had people adopt rooms. We had churches adopt rooms. We had it painted, new flooring, turned it around during COVID in five weeks and had our first retreat here. Actually, we had the first duty to heal in the United States. And that was our first retreat we had here in the new property. Wow. So yeah. and the wonderful thing about this property is we can hold the retreats when we want to. Otherwise, we were at the mercy of other people's schedules. And so we couldn't hold as many retreats. So now we have at least one retreat going on a month out here. And and it just gives us so much more flexibility. Plus, we don't have to pack and unpack all the stuff. Um, it's all just here. And I affectionately call it Green Acres. But it's a it's a beautiful, secluded area, of course, in a confidential location. And uh, it's been awesome. Yeah. Well, like I said, I was just there. It's about an hour outside of Houston, but because of confidentiality, we will not say exactly where it is, but mm -hmm. I have to attest to the fact it's a beautiful, the beds are super comfy. So are the pillows. Everything is brand new. The meals are fantastic. I never ate so good and delicious food catered to. Oh my goodness. So for anybody, um, Sometimes, you know, people don't want to go to a Rachel's Vineyard retreat in their own backyard. If you can make it down to Texas, I highly recommend uh, doing it. So if people want to go to a website, uh, Mary Lee, to find out the retreat schedule, where would they go? www.newheartoftexas.org. Okay. And, and then we have all of our retreats listed and we have the calendar all the way through 2022 and the next month or two, we'll have it out for next year also. That's awesome. Okay. So ladies, let's talk about retreats a little bit. Um, let's start with Rachel's Vineyard because you both <clears throat> had abortions, found your healing at Rachel's Vineyard. I'm very familiar with the program. Uh, I helped run a Rachel's Vineyard site up in Staten Island, New York for a few years. Um, so I, I've done them, I've been a, you know, a retreat uh, leader kind of thing. But um, one by one, I'm going to ask you to tell a few things. Let's start with, um, so someone who's watching right now and said, all right, I regret my abortion, but like, what's the first steps? Well, I know they, they go online, they see when the retreat is, there's a contact information there where they can send an email or, or a phone call. Tell them about what's that like, because I think some people might be afraid to make the phone call. So let's start with you, Mary Lee. What happens when someone first calls and says, I want to know about a Rachel's Vineyard retreat? Tell, tell them what happened. Well, step one, they sign up for more information. When they sign up online, then we email them right away, usually within 24 hours, and say and arrange a time so we can call them. So we set an appointment. That's the first step. So it's not so intimidating where they have to call us. So we set a time within the next few days. And then we set in a time and we call them and just have a little conversation with them, learn a little bit more about them, tell them more about Rachel's Vineyard. And then we email them an application. Once they fill out the application 
Um, and then when we have room, our retreats fill up six months, three to six months in advance. And then we wow. usually have a waiting list for every retreat. And normally our Rachel's Vineyard, we have once a month. Um, and we are training new facilitators too. But people come from all over the world to our retreats. I don't know why, but they like coming to Texas. And our do our our Rachel's Vineyard, we they are free of charge. You just have to get here. Um, so maybe that's part of it, but we don't even mention that um, on the Rachel's Vineyard website. But people have come from Dubai, Canada, Mexico, Virginia, California, all over to come to our Rachel's Vineyard. So we are a popular site and people are willing to travel. Yeah. And our Rachel's Vineyard is interdenominational, um, but we also do have a lot of Catholics that, that come through Rachel's Vineyard here as well. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And for those who don't realize that you come on a Friday and it starts Friday evening, all day Saturday, and then it ends actually, Sunday. Actually, right? we have changed up our schedule. We start oh. Friday morning and we have two different schedules. One starts Friday morning at 1030 and ends Sunday at 3. And then also we do half of ours are start on Thursday at 1030 and, and on Saturday. And that helps with our priests and our pastors who are on our teams and also our counselors. Because we have a, a priest or pastor on each retreat and then also a therapist, a licensed therapist on each retreat. Right. Yeah, and we found that starting earlier, it actually gives us more time. We're not as, as crunched for time, and they have a little more downtime because some of the feedback we've gotten is, hey, we, we don't have any breaks or downtime. And so starting earlier really gives us that opportunity to, to give them some, some breaks in between activities. Well, and also, too, your grounds are so beautiful. They have time to sit outside and reflect and think about the process that they're going through because I, I agree <laughs> Having that little extra time gives their, their brains a little more space, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? Okay, right. so that's Rachel's Vineyard. That's for healing, whether it's a mom, a dad, a grandparent, a sibling, an aunt or uncle who's lost a child to abortion, you know, a niece or nephew to abortion. Anyone who has lost a child to abortion and any of those things I just named are welcome on Rachel's Vineyard. But let's talk for a minute now about grief to grace. Uh, I, I know for a fact that on a Rachel's Vineyard retreat, a lot of times you'll hear about sexual abuse in the past that led to that abortion, but you know, that that's an underpinning symptom. It doesn't mean that everyone who's been sexually abused has had an abortion, but there is a connection there, isn't there? And um, let's start with you, Mary Lee. If, can you tell everybody who might be listening, um, what is a grief to grace retreat like? Uh, how many days is it? G give us a snapshot of that. Okay. Grief to Grace, we hold three a year and it's, a, again, interdenominational. And um, it starts on a Saturday and goes to Thursday. So it's five days long. So it is longer. Um, I use, usually say it's Rachel's Vineyard on steroids. We <laughs> have found 80% of the people coming through our Rachel's Vineyard uh, have had some type of trauma. Of course, abortion causes trauma, but childhood trauma, either physical, sexual, emotional, or mental abuse, or adult trauma. And it comes out in the Rachel's Vineyard Retreat, and we really only deal with the abortion, and it opens up this wound. So we talk about it, 
And then uh, we like them to wait at least six months, uh, sometimes nine months, and then they go to grief to grace. It's a good stepping stone. And the grief to grace, uh, we have uh, two therapists, either one or two pastors. We have a wonderful professionally team. And uh, again, written by Dr. Teresa Burke. So it has living scripture. We take you through the passion of Christ. So we go back and visit uh, the abuse of what happened with living scripture as we walk through the passion of Christ. And it is just beautiful. Everybody should go through a grief to grace. All of us have had some type of trauma in our life. And God wants us to be healed from that. Yeah. So now, um, Tracy, do you assist also on the Grief to Grace retreats? Um, I have assisted in the past on Grief to Grace. And I will say it's amazing the changes in the countenances between Saturday and Wednesday. It truly is Grief to Grace. And as Mary Lee mentioned, it's not just sexual abuse. It's any kind of abuse, physical, emotional, or even spiritual abuse. And some people have carried this around for years and it has impacted their lives and impacted their their marriages their relationships again just like rachel's vineyard couples can go through grief to grace as well and a lot of times it will help strengthen their marriage because maybe there's some trust issues even if the the other part of the couple wasn't involved in the abuse they're experiencing you know maybe the wife's um lack of trust or issues because right. of abuse she suffered in the past. Yeah. So it is an amazing healing journey. We've had marriages restored. We've had uh, children born shortly after grief to grace or, you know, the, they were conceived. And um, it is amazing follow on to Rachel's Vineyard. And again, we decided to embark on it because we heard so many stories during Rachel's Vineyard of abuse. That's right. And then, of course, the newest program, uh, also authored by Dr. Teresa Burke, uh, mm -hmm. is the duty to heal. Uh, now that's for first responders and the military. Uh, I guess specifically concerning veterans. PTSD, right? Yes, yes. PTSD and veterans. Uh, we are new. We've only held two. Our third one's in August. We still have a couple of spaces left. So if you know a veteran or a first responder with PTSD, um, please go to our website and sign up. And uh, it is incredible. Of course, written by Dr. Teresa Burke, and um, it 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 works, and it's it's great. And how many and, how many day, how many days is that program? That one's four. Starts on a Thursday morning and ends on a Sunday. Okay. All right. And, and the and, theme also includes veterans who have. Um, been there, done that. And so, you know, the participants feel comfortable because they've got people that kind of speak their language, um, share stories with, they literally literally share war stories in the evening around the fire pit, weather permitting. And it's just a great bonding for particularly the guys, but again, it's also for women as well. Well, yeah, because there's women in the military too. Mm -hmm. That's right. Also need the healing. You know what I found? Um, <clears throat> I mean, I know a lot of people in the military and I've been told that one of the the one of the wars that has created the most victims and veterans of PTSD was those from the Vietnam War. Um, and they said that's because, like, you know, when the soldiers came back from World War II, there was a big hailing of them as heroes. When the soldiers even came back from the Korean War, it was still kind of a hero thing. 
the Vietnam War became so political, if you remember. I mean, I remember I was you know, young at the time, in high school, um, <clears throat> that I think those soldiers had another level of trauma put on them by the attitude of the nation, I think. Um, so, Mary, I'll start with you. Are you finding that, that you're getting more Vietnam veterans? Well, interesting. Our last retreat, we had an age span from 25 all the way to 78. Four different wow. wars. Four, and they were all combat veterans. And um, it was interesting how they could still bond and, and heal, even though the ones from Vietnam suffered more, uh, but he could relate to the younger ones in the Iraq and the Iraqi war. And so it was very interesting, the four different wars in the age span, but it was just beautiful to see how God brought it all together and brought that healing. Yeah. Remind everyone again, cause I'm sure people are now just as peaked, whether they want to sign up for Rachel's Vineyard, uh, Grief to Grace or Duty to Heal, Tell them about the website to go to because the whole schedule for the rest of the year is up there and some of those spaces fill up quickly. So let's hear they about do. how to get there. So again, it's www.newheartoftexas.org and you can find Rachel's Vineyard. There's a, uh, a link to that, to Grief to Grace and also to Duty to Heal. It's all right there. And there's a wonderful video on our homepage, a five minute testimonial video that you should watch too. That's awesome. That really, really is awesome because, you know, like I said, I've been involved with Rachel's Vineyard for many, many years. I've known the Burks for decades too. And uh, I see the transformation that occurs from when a retreatant comes into that program till they leave. I can just imagine the same transformation happens like you're telling me on Grief to Grace and Duty to Heal too. So mm -hmm. I think, and you're the only site I think currently in the United States that is doing Duty to Heal. Am I correct? We are, and we will be the training site for Duty to Heal. So once okay. we're up and running and have our team ready to go, we will be training other sites. Well, yeah, so this could be a shout out to people all over the country. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're thinking of bringing a Duty to Heal program or Rachel's Vineyard, or I think even Grief to Grace to contact you, Mary Lee, for yes. how to like, how do we train a team and what, what does it mean to get a team together? I mean, I know because Rachel's Vineyard, all this is kind of like an umbrella at Priest for Life. One of the requirements is you have to have a licensed counselor and we mm -hmm. recommend you have more than one because if one person gets sick and you got a counselor gets sick and now you have a retreat schedule, well, you can't have the retreat without a licensed counselor there, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We work with about 10 to 15 therapists and also pastors and priests. So we right. have many available on our teams. Right. Well, ladies, I have to applaud you and thank you uh, for your dedication and devotion because see, what turned out to be a terrible experience for you, the regret over abortion, look how God has transformed it into you passing all this healing on to others. So I wanna thank you and brothers and sisters, uh, let, let's really keep them in prayer. You can't do these retreats without a prayer team to support them. So keep New Heart of Texas ministry in your prayers. So thanks for joining me today, ladies. Thank you, Janet. Thank it's a you. pleasure. Okay. God bless you. Mm -hmm.
Well, brothers and sisters, I hope you learned a lot today. There's a lot of healing out there for all of you. You might know somebody. Please go to New Heart of Texas and uh, sign up and see. Spread the word. Maybe God's calling you to start a retreat program by you. And of course, abortion is in the news right now. So I want to remind all of you about my newest book, Everything You Need to Know About Abortion for Teens. We all know how to discuss the arguments right now. And if go to abortionandteens.com, I would love to send you an autographed copy. Again, everything you need to know about abortion for teens, please go there and order your copy today. This is Janet Marana, Executive Director of Priest for Life. Thank you for joining us and God bless. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.